Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Mama Love podcast. I'm Annie Love, but you probably already know that. Here we are in November. Goodness, it's going to be Christmas before we know it in 53 days, apparently. How does that make you feel? Excited or nervous or all of the above? Guys, this episode topic came to me in the shower and I knew I needed to have a little chat with you about it. Where do you need to make more space in your life? These are just a few things I've been pondering lately on ways we can build in more physical space, space in our digital lives and also headspace. And I'd love to know your thoughts. When you finish listening... Head on over to the Mama Love Lounge and I'll put the link in the show notes and tell me where you feel like you need more space in your life and where you are going to make more space in your life. Anyway, here we go. Welcome to the Mama Love podcast. My name is Annie Love and I'm a mum, a wife, a life coach, creative spirit and all-round positive thinker. Our parenting journey has been, well, a bit of a roller coaster, and I've learned the hard way how to navigate through some pretty tumultuous times. This podcast is about finding joy, even in the midst of darkness, and believing that we can find light on the other side, even if the landscape is different to how we expected it to look. We're going to share stories and conversations along the way, and talk about how we create our best life, even when things feel hard. Thank you for being here. been on a bit of a mission lately to declutter things out of our house to make more space. We're currently going through the process of getting plans drawn up to do a pretty major reno of our house so I know that at some stage we'll probably have to move out for the building work to happen. That might be in six months or gosh who knows six years hopefully not but I figure it's good to make a start and chip away at it. After living here for 13 years and having three small children in this house, we have accumulated a fair bit of stuff. I wonder if you can relate. This week, our local council is doing what they call a hard rubbish collection or a curbside collection in our area. So we've taken the opportunity to do a clear out and put a pile out the front of our house. I actually love this process because so many things get snapped up before getting picked up by the rubbish collectors. People do the rounds in their utes and their vans, keeping an eye out for what they want or need or can on-sell, I suppose. We had put two bikes, two old bikes out on the curb and one was literally there for about 30 seconds before someone picked it up. One person's trash is another's treasure, Right. Uh, I love this version of recycling and reusing. Anyway, this decluttering process made me think about all the ways our modern lives are so busy and cluttered and how we can make more space for ourselves, whether that be physically, digital or headspace. As humans, I think most of us like to hold on to things, sometimes with a death grip. There is comfort in being busy and accumulating stuff, 
Maybe we even have some fears around letting go. But letting go and making space gives us more space to breathe, more space to think, and more opportunity to allow new and better things in. Sometimes having more space can feel scary. I mean, when we have more space to think, the thoughts that come up can feel a bit uncomfortable. It might leave room for us to feel lonely or realize that there are parts of our life that don't feel good. Maybe there are things we need to change. Sometimes these things feel easier to avoid. Let's just keep too busy with our to-do lists and our packed social calendar and scrolling social media and then we won't have to face anything, right? But what if making space allowed for more growth, more richness, more abundance, more freedom? We need to make space in order for better things to have room in our lives. One of the money mindset gurus I follow, Denise Duffield-Thomas, often talks about decluttering as a strategy for calling in more financial abundance. Where are you blocking abundance in your life because there's just not enough space for it? Here are a few ideas for making more space in your life, whether that be physically, digitally, time-wise or mentally. So when you're thinking about creating more physical space, this often calls for a home declutter. How do you feel about decluttering? I love how it feels after decluttering, but I also know it can be hard to find the motivation to tackle a big decluttering project. For me, I know that there is a big link between physical clutter and my headspace feeling cluttered. I remember after Sam was diagnosed with leukemia and so many people gave him gifts, which was really generous and he loved every minute of it, (laughs) my loving receiver, but it got to the point where I was feeling so anxious every time something new came home. Where were we going to put it all? It was at this point that we started redirecting gifts and asking people to donate to Super Sam's surprise box so that we could share the love and take gifts up to the hospital for other kids going through cancer treatment who maybe didn't have people showering them with gifts and love and affection as much as our Sam did. Have you read Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up? I think there's also a Netflix series with Marie Kondo now too. Now, I don't think my living spaces will ever meet KonMari standards, but there are some great philosophies in her work that I often think of, like only keeping things that spark joy within us, and knowing that if we simply have less stuff in our lives, it's far easier to keep it tidy. When it comes to gifts, sometimes we feel like we have to keep everything we've ever been given. But remember that someone experienced the joy of giving in the moment that they gave it to us, but that doesn't mean we need to keep it forever. If you are someone who feels overwhelmed by the thought of clearing things out of your home, keep it small and sustainable. Rather than trying to declutter and sort out your whole entire house on your day off, commit to tackling one small drawer per day. I remember my friend Jocelyn inviting me to join her on a 30-day decluttering challenge a couple of years ago 
where on the first of the month you get rid of one thing, on day two you release two things, and so on up to day 30 when you release 30 things. Such a great strategy. Accountability is also a great strategy, so you could find a friend to do this with you and cheer each other on. I know that having a more spacious and uncluttered home just makes me feel more at ease. Believe me when I say to you that I do not live in a display home by any stretch, but it takes up valuable energy to keep looking at piles around the house or bags that haven't been delivered to the charity bin. So how can you create more space in your life by creating more space in your home? Now, the second thing I want to talk about is digital space. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think there's ever a chance that I'll get down to the elusive inbox zero when it comes to my emails. My beloved husband's inbox is pristine and he only ever has a small number of emails in it that he's actively working on. But I know he's a rainbow unicorn and there aren't many people that can achieve that. So just like physical space, having a cluttered digital space can also take up so much of our mental capacity and energy. And given most of us live on our phones, we are bombarded by digital messages at all hours of the day. So here are just a few thoughts on how you can create more space in your digital world. Now, heads up, I know some people might find some of these a little bit confronting, but hear me out. So could you schedule in regular time for clearing out your inbox? Maybe five minutes every Monday to sort by sender and delete in bulk. How many can you get rid of? Number two, unsubscribe from emails that you don't actually read or even open. We all have accounts we've signed up to and never read the emails that come through. They accumulate and they stare at us unread from our inboxes or, you know, that little red and white number that's beside the little mailbox on our phones until we do a bulk delete every now and again. You have my permission to go into your inbox and unsubscribe from every service that doesn't spark joy. Okay, it will make you feel so much better. Number three, turn off notifications. Do you really need to know when a friend of a friend comments on a Facebook post? The answer, my friends, is no. You do not need your phone to bing and beep all day with unnecessary notifications. These days, the only notifications I have on mine are for texts and phone calls. Which ones can you turn off? Which ones aren't that important to you? All right, next point, use the focus or the do not disturb mode on your device so that you aren't receiving any notifications or calls at certain times of the day. I use the bedtime setting on my Apple iPhone um, where I can set my bedtime and awake time and no notifications come through within those hours. I think you can still set it to receive calls from people in your favorites list, but With Apple devices, you can now customise these focus modes for different times of the day, like during work hours or whenever there's an appointment in your calendar. It's pretty clever. So if you find yourself getting easily distracted by what's on your phone, focus mode might be a winner for you. Do you find yourself falling down the rabbit hole of social media quite regularly? 
does spending time on social media fill your bucket and actually make you feel good? Does it really? Maybe you need a social media detox for a bit as a circuit breaker. Or if that feels too extreme, maybe as a first step, you could take social media apps off your phone and only access it when you're sitting at the computer rather than having constant access. Because we just default to having a quick scroll whenever we get a microsecond to ourselves or when we're waiting for something. Social media is designed by very clever people to be addictive. It is not your fault, but it is okay to take the power back, to take a break and give yourself back some more headspace. Now, on the subject of what apps you have on your phone, do you need to have your work email on your phone? Do you find that on the weekend a work email comes through and you get that sinking feeling in your, the pit of your stomach? You know, have a really hard look at how your apps and your notifications are impacting you. It's great for you to have access to those emails when you're sitting at your desk during work hours, but when they filter through onto non-work time, they can really impact our mental health. So have a think about that as well. Now, if you are someone who creates content for your work or your business, it's really important for us not to overconsume other people's content. Leave room for your own ideas to flow in. Leave space for your clever brain and imagination to work its magic and create something brilliant. It's hard for that to happen when you're always listening and reading other people's thoughts and ideas. So think about whether you might want to take a bit of a consumption break or just limit who you're following. And lastly... Every now and again, switch off the devices and take time away from your screens. Disconnect. As the saying goes, disconnect to reconnect. See what flows in when you make that space. Where can you create more space in your digital life? Now, when it comes to creating more time for yourself and more space in your calendar... How good are you at being selective about what appointments, gatherings and catch-ups you say yes to? Where are your boundaries? Do you know your limits on how much you can squeeze into a day or a week or a weekend? Maybe it's about saying you only want to be out one night per week or at one event per weekend and saying no to everything else. As an introvert and having a family of mostly introverts, I tend to err on the side of being a hermit and not saying yes to much. You might love social gatherings and that is completely okay too, but it's just really important to be aware of your energy levels and know how much space and what kind of events feel good for you. When we allow more time and space for ourselves, we have more space for our own thoughts and inspiration and to be in touch with our intuition and our bodies. How do you build more time for yourself into your life? Maybe you could take some time to mindfully drink a cup of tea or coffee or sit in meditation out in your garden. 
or do gentle movement practices like yoga or Pilates. Maybe you love to go out for a walk or a run. Taking time to journal can allow you to get some of those busy thoughts from out of your head onto paper and create more headspace. I call that a win-win. Whatever feels good for you. It's going to look different for everyone. Whatever brings you joy and gives you more time and space, prioritise it. It is important. Where can you build in more space into your life? Where can you allow more room for growth, for creativity, for joy, for staying in touch with your inspiration and intuition? I'd love to know what you're going to do to create more space in your life. Come on over to the Mama Love Lounge. The link is in the show notes. And let me know what you're going to do this month to create more space in your life. See you again soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Mama Love Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. If you love the show, I'd be honoured if you could hit subscribe. Perhaps you'd like to hire me as your very own coach, cheerleader and support crew. You can find out more about my coaching services over at mamalove.com forward slash coaching. That's M-U-M-M-A-L-O-V-E.com forward slash coaching. Or just come and chat to me on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Love. Talk to you soon.